This is The Jerry Callahan Show. It's been 24 hours, or actually 48 hours, or 36 hours since they ousted Kevin McCarthy. We did. We talked about it yesterday. I said, I'm going to give it some time. I was leaning toward uh, taking Matt Gates' side in this and uh, reveling in the end of the uh, Kevin McCarthy era. I've uh, spent a lot of time watching, listening, reading, and now I am 100% behind Matt Gates. I love this move. I, uh, I I put it to the test. Here's the simple test. Who is pissed off? Who hates this? And I think it's pretty simple. Everybody, all the right people hate it. Everybody on CNN, on MSNBC, lots of people on Fox News, uh, Mark Levin and Sean Hannity and Brian Kilmeade, they can't stand Mitch McConnell hates this. What else do you need to know? I mean, the Democrats, they are... They are mocking and ridiculing Republicans, saying we have chaos in the House, as I asked yesterday. What's wrong with a little chaos? Well, now we know we're going to have another speaker next week, and it's probably going to be Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise or maybe Byron Donalds. All of them are major upgrades over Kevin McCarthy, and all of them, once they take that seat, know they're on notice. What the hell is the problem with that? I think this is a great move. This is uh, holding the powerful accountable. Kevin McCarthy told these these eight guys, Matt Gates and others, told them he was going to do one thing. He did another. Made promises he didn't keep, and he thought the Democrats and most of the Republicans would save him. It didn't work out for Kevin McCarthy. Good riddance. I'm looking forward to a new speaker, a new era. It is a wonderful thing. We'll get to uh, Mitch McConnell's reaction, Joe Biden's reaction. All the right people hate it. That's all you need to know. All right. We got so much to get to. Uh, We'll get to McConnell's reaction, which is hilarious. Uh, Sage Steele talks about her interview with Joe Biden. It's great stuff. I love Sage Steele. When is she going to get a job? Because uh, her next uh, act is going to be a good one. Um, I have a uh, a video from the streets of Brooklyn the other day, which tells you, which kind of shows you everything that's wrong in this country today. It's disturbing. I'll give you that. But uh, the whole the whole story is just so bizarre. Uh, Joe Biden's dog bit another person, this time on camera. <laughs> this dog is out of control. A German shepherd that has bit 12 people. I'm sorry. I love dogs. Has to be put down. It just has to be. That's This thing is out of control. It's going to really hurt someone. Joe Biden doesn't care because he hasn't been bit. He doesn't care about the dog. It's just a prop. They finally removed this dog from the White House, and I assume he's going to be uh, no longer with us. Maybe he already has. And uh, we'll get to the um, we'll get to our NFL picks with our favorite degenerate Montante. I'm looking forward to this because uh, um, I'm I'm all in on the Jets. All in on the Jets. That's all I'm going to tell you. I love. I'm I'm fascinated by the Jets. It's just a fascinating story. But uh, we'll get to all that. I want to start with this because. Uh, It is just frightening what we're living through in this country. We see every day what they're trying to do to Donald Trump. They want to put him behind bars. Well, he's not the only one. They want to take him off the field. They want to remove him from the ballot. If that doesn't work, they want him in prison. And they think that's the only way, the best way, to keep him from returning to power. As of now, he's running against Joe Biden next year. He's leading in the polls. 
it's close. It's a little too close for me, but it's uh, Donald Trump is leading. And once they get to the debate stage, once they have to hit the campaign trail, I think that lead will grow because uh, Donald Trump is still lucid. He's not what he used to be, but he's still fairly lucid. And Joe Biden is not. And we will show you more evidence of that shortly. But this story broke uh, uh, on Newsweek, uh, by Newsweek yesterday. And it's just remarkable. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop until they put every MAGA person in prison. Joe Biden says one thing, KJP, they say one thing, they do another. Behind the scenes, they are working to track down, to criminally charge, to, to put away Trump's supporters. Yes, that's what they're doing. Um, it's not enough that they have hundreds of Trump supporters behind uh, bars in, in D.C. right now for showing up to the protest on uh, January 6th. That's just the beginning. This is Newsweek uh, yesterday, posting, posted this yesterday. The federal government believes the threat of violence and major civil disturbances around the 2024 election is so great that it has quietly created a new category of extremist that it seeks to track and counter Donald Trump's army of MAGA followers. The challenge for the FBI, the primary federal agency charged with law enforcement, is to pursue, pursue and prevent what it calls domestic terrorism without direct reference to political parties or affiliations, even though the vast majority of its current anti-government investigations are of Trump supporters, according to classified data obtained by Newsweek. All right, here's my prediction. Regardless of the outcome of the election, Trump wins, Trump loses, Biden gets reelected, Biden steals it again, big tech helps him. You're going to see very little violence Mm -hmm. from MAGA people. They know that that the whole system is rigged against them. They saw what happened on January 6th. People know uh, people are, uh, are in jail in the deplorable jail for protesting. Some people have been, have had their lives destroyed for walking through an open door at the Capitol and taking selfies. They know that this is a real possibility. If they show up at a protest, if they get even a little rowdy, they know they could go to jail, get no bail, do hard time on the other side. They don't think this that's ever a possibility. If you're in the Antifa, if you're in BLM, you know the system will take care of you. So you will see violence. By the way, in 2016, we saw violence. I was there in D.C. when Trump was inaugurated. I watched that limo burn outside the Trump Hotel. I watched as the uh, BLM and Antifa thugs surrounded the Trump Hotel they were shining these big lights on the windows and they had this thing that shined uh, words, you know, like protest words on, across the front of the hotel. It was a scary time. And the reason they do that is because because they know there are no consequences. If you're a Trump hater, a Biden supporter, and your guy loses, you know you could throw a brick. You know that you can, you can hit a cop. You know you could set a fire and there'll be no consequences. That's how it works. Trump, uh, Biden has a new task force or the FBI, Biden's FBI to go after MAGA people and they will get some of them and they'll intimidate the rest. People aren't going to step out of line. They might be disgusted with the direction of the country. Who isn't? But people aren't going to take any chances as long as Joe Biden controls the DOJ. 
You're not going to see violence on the right. This is designed to intimidate, to deter, and it will work because anyone who's paying attention knows their life can be destroyed if they walk in the wrong door. That's how it works. And uh, at the same time, BLM, Antifa, the, 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 the far left crazies will be at liberty to, to destroy and wreak havoc and set fires and ruin neighborhoods. You're going to see violence. It's coming. It's building. It's roiling. You can feel it. But it's not coming from mega people. This is just, this is chilling that Joe Biden, who, as we know, is the biggest liar who ever took that office. He wanted, he actually came out yesterday and talked about how we all have to get along. At the same time, his FBI was tracking down MAGA people, was surveilling MAGA people and hoping they stepped out of line so they could put him in prison. Let's listen to Biden yesterday. Tell me this doesn't deserve the, uh, the uh, Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> music. Uh, is, he is such a, just such a scummy, scoundrel, lying, P-O-S. Go ahead. We cannot and should not uh, again be faced with 11th hour decision on brinksmanship that threatens uh, to shut down the government. And we know what we have to do. We, and we, gotta, we have to get it done in a timely fashion. Uh, do we have talking about we, getting along here? This is it. Okay, can you, can you fast forward to where he talks about getting along? With Minority Leader Jeffers, excuse me, Jeffries, uh, in saying that our Republican okay. colleagues uh, remain committed to working in a bipartisan fashion, we were prepared to do it as well for the good of the American people. Twice in the last six months, both houses came together on a bipartisan basis, once to avoid default, once to keep the government open. And while we should never have been in the situation in the first place, I'm grateful that leaders on both sides came together, including former Okay, Speaker can you get McCall. ahead to the part where we talk, so can we all get along, please? Yep, one second. Or, or attempt to. Or, or maybe I'll just paraphrase. He says, we're not enemies. We have to get along in this country. God, what a fraud. At the same time, he is attempting to imprison his primary opponent. I love the idea, and I listen to it every day. Uh, when I'm flipping around MSNBC, CNN, they keep going with the Biden talking points that we are facing this existential threat. Trump is a threat to democracy. MAGA is a threat to democracy. The guy is attempting at every <laughs> turn to put his opponent in prison. Donald Trump was in court again yesterday. They're trying to take away his business in New York, a completely absurd case. And they're trying to take him off the campaign trail and trying to put him in court and then trying to put him in prison. <laughs> that, that The guy leading the charge would be Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, want you to know we really can't treat each other like enemies. We really have to try to get along. <laughs> Do we have them uh, or no? We can, you can put it in post, Ironhead. All right, yeah, it's in this video. No. I just don't have the exact timestamp. It's only a minute. Okay, we'll, we'll get I'll to it. Um, but it was not a, a great day for Joe Biden. He was, as his, while his dog was uh, eating people once again, he was stammering and stumbling around and losing his way. There was a couple of just real embarrassing moments. Um, the other day, our uh, our friend Sage Steele, I call her our friend because I used to stalk her. 
when uh, I want to go to the Super Bowl. I, I love this woman. She's she sparkles. She's tough. She's bold. She's brave. She was at ESPN, and she did not uh, conform at ESPN. Oh, by the way, we'll get to ESPN. They got a new special, a new series, which is just about the worst piece of garbage I think I've ever seen. Uh, she's not there anymore. She sued them. She got a nice settlement. She walked away. She hasn't uh, announced her next move yet, but she went on with Bill Maher, which is interesting, uh, the other day, and she talked about a lot of things. I don't know if she was uh, partaking. Bill Maher in these uh, one-on-ones he does on his podcast, he he gets drunk. He has like bourbon. He or has high. Fat drunk or high, yeah. He gets both. He gets wasted. <laughs> I've, I've said that before. I, I forget which one. Uh, I watch it occasionally. I, I see who he has, and sometimes it's interesting. And uh, he did one, I, forget, I think it was Mark Cuban. And he had a joint going and a glass of bourbon going. And by the end of it, he was slurring his words. and He was just losing his way. Lots of people, you know, like Joe Rogan, try to be like Rogan and have a beer or whatever in these kind of uh, sit-down interviews. He really does it. You know, there's nothing fake. Bill Maher gets wasted. I'm not sure Sage partook. I didn't notice if she had a cocktail in her hand. But she talked about an interview she did with Joe Biden two years ago. By the way, somebody did this the other day. They played Biden a year ago and then the other day or like this week. It's remarkable. The decline, the deterioration, as I tell you all the time, what he has, dementia, is gets progressively regressively worse. There's no getting better. There's no improvement. If you're a family member, you don't quite see it because you're there every day. But if you step back and look at what he was like a year ago, two years ago, to then today, it is you'll be 100% convinced he can't run. He can't do it. In a year from now, he's going to be Mitch McConnell, if not Diane Feinstein. I mean, he's going to be incapacitated. He cannot be the candidate. He will not be the candidate. Let's listen to Sage Steele talking about her one-on-one with uh, the president two years ago. Go ahead. Um, but, and then I said, oh, oh, so you were a receiver? And he started to explain it. And here's the saddest thing. He, his voice just trailed off. He said, I was good. And then he went silent and he goes, oh, never mind. <laughs> No, you're laughing. I thought it was so sad because I realized that's why he was in his basement during the whole election cycle. Because even then, he couldn't finish his sentences. He struggled. And so forget about politics. I don't care. I didn't vote for him. However, that made me sad to realize. So you didn't vote for Biden either? No. Wow. No. And that's okay. Thank I still you. love you. Okay, thank you. And also, no, 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 hell no, I didn't vote for Biden. And look, <laughs> look, like, look what the, we have. Even with the choice being Trump. Yes. But see, that's A, B, C, D, E. That's just the E. You got to accept the E. It's okay. It is. I, I, I will never really understand it or him or half the country. But you know what? I, I love people who have crazy E's. What? <laughs> she's got the wine. She buzzed. does have the wine, so she is partaking. Yeah, it looks. Oh, she's got it right there. It's a little red wine. That's no surprise. But that 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 is what that's the condition Mar gets into. I mean, I think he starts off. He's pretty clear headed, but then he's got the, the joint. He's got the booze going, and he starts rambling. Like, what is he even saying? The e. 
What does that even mean? I don't know. Trump's uh, completely broken him. That's the one thing that he just can't yeah, know, fathom. It's, it's sad because I love the way Maher has evolved and become a champion for free speech. And there's no way he's supporting Biden. I think he'll uh, support Robert Kennedy, who's going to make his big announcement Monday. We'll talk about that. I have my my theory on who he's going to steal from, who he's going to hurt in the general election. It's not good. But uh, Bill, I'll make it simple for Bill Maher. It's really simple. Judge them on what they do, not what they say, not what they tweet, not what they post. Just judge them on what they do. You really think that it's crazy that people support Donald Trump over Joe Biden? Have you paid attention to what's happened the last two and a half years? If Trump's had won, there'd be no war in Ukraine. I'm convinced it might, it wouldn't take him 24 hours to end it, but he would have ended it. He does. He's not compromised. His children aren't getting money from, from Ukraine. There would be a closed Southern border. There'd be a lot less crime. There'd be a lot less inflation. The country would be much, much better off. People understand that. They know Trump's a loose cannon, a vulgar, vulgarian. They like what he did. Forget what he said. Don't be so superficial. Don't be so visceral. Take a good hard look at what Biden has done to your country, Bill Maher. You're not an idiot. You're a very smart guy. And you find it hard to believe people voted against this man? I, I can't believe every day I see the invasion of the southern border. There's some great video today, uh, yesterday, coming uh, just mobs coming over the border in El Paso, uh, New York. They're kicking out kids. Uh, out of uh, young uh, Pop Warner players, kicking them out of their facility for, to make move for migrants in New in, in Foxborough. They're kicking veterans and soldiers out of their hotels to make m- room for illegal aliens. In Chicago, people are just outraged. Are these people all going to go out and vote for the Dem, vote for the D, after their communities have been decimated by his open border policies? How is it even close? How is it even within 20, 30 points? How is there even one decent American still supporting this lawless administration? It never, it will, it it will amaze me. It'll blow my mind. If he gets reelected, it's over. This country is over. Just, you know, raise the, raise the Venezuelan flag and surrender. (laughs) If, uh, if he pulls it out, is this uh, Biden talking about, uh, this is, uh, this is, uh, him showing us how fit he is for office at montage that we had. Oh, this is yeah. Uh, Sage Steele said two years ago he couldn't put a sentence together. It was sad, she said, just sad. Well, two years later, it is just beyond sad. This man, this is a, a montage from RNC Research. This man is uh, allegedly still running for reelection. He's still asking for your vote in 2024. How do you think it's going to go? when he actually tries to campaign, when he actually tries to debate, I don't care who the debate moderator is. It could be Chris Wallace again, or it could be uh, Jen Psaki, could be Joe Scarborough. It doesn't matter. He's incapable of even participating in a rigged debate. Let's watch a quick montage of uh, some recent moments from the uh, dementia patient in the White House. Go ahead. I, um... Oof. Anyway, the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, <laughs> like to be able to, anyway, from, from uh, uh, 
Char, excuse me, from Charlotte. Speech written on the one, underneath of his hat. Another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa. Of oh, Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 Joan Shangai. I'm going to pass for Shanga. dollars let. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot. The idea that um, <laughs> Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two <laughs> reasons: one, to we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is. Let me say another way. But the nature, <laughs> wow, not a solid meeting with um, with uh, the. Uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what <laughs> drives the driver in the states uh, that are affected. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. We don't have enough time to do the whole thing, but it just goes forever. It's amazing. This is the best we could do, America. This is the best you got. Bad. That is am- that is just sad. It, it would be sad if he weren't such a scoundrel, if he weren't such a crook, if he didn't r- enjoy ruining people's lives, putting people in prison. If he wasn't taking millions in bribes and lying about everything, it'd be sad. I have no sympathy for this mean, nasty old man. But uh, we got much, much more to get to. Uh, you can you can find that uh, montage online if you want to see the whole thing. It goes for a while. It really does. And it's hard to believe he has a friendly media. Indeed, he has a bunch of l- lap dogs and lick spittles who are there to support him, to help him, to defeat Donald Trump. And that is what we get. Imagine if he had an adversarial media that asked tough questions that actually, if he actually sat down and did interviews, he doesn't do interviews. He rarely does press conferences. He's the most protected commander in chief we've ever had. And still we get that mess that we just played. He can't do it. He can't run. If you think he can, you haven't seen all the videos. You haven't seen all those gaffes. You haven't seen the decline, the erosion of his, of his gray matter. It's, it is indeed sad. All right. We got to get this Brooklyn story. It's so disturbing. We got uh, Mitch McConnell on the uh, motion to vacate. You're not, uh, if you were confused by the whole thing, just know Mitch McConnell's not happy. Anything that makes Mitch McConnell unhappy is okay by me. And uh, we'll get to our NFL picks with our favorite degenerate Montante. But first, Today's show is sponsored by Nutrisense. You hear that? That was the sound of the Nutrisense biosensor. It's a small device that you put on the back of your arm that then provides real-time feedback on how your body responds to the foods that you're eating, your exercise, stress, 
even your sleep. With NutriSense, you just take a photo of your meal, adjust for portion size, and NutriSense does the rest. NutriSense helps you track your data, see your glucose trends, and understand your macronutrient breakdown for each meal. You also get an overall glucose score for each meal based on your body's response. You'll be matched with a board-certified nutritionist who will review your data and answer all your questions. Plus, they can help you with a personalized nutrition plan so that you can achieve your goals. You should try NutriSense today. It will open your eyes in profound ways to how your food, exercise, and lifestyle choices are affecting you. What's more, it empowers you with a real-time feedback loop showing the consequences of your food and lifestyle choices. You can get all that today. NutriSense has a special offer for our listeners. Visit NutriSense.com slash Callahan and use code word Callahan to start decoding your body's messages and pave the way for a healthier life. Be sure to tell them you learned about NutriSense on the Callahan Show. That's NutriSense.com slash Callahan to save $30 off your first month, plus get a month of board-certified nutritionist support. Still funny. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to miss him when he's gone. We really are. But uh, if, you know, that's if he doesn't put me in prison. I wonder how why the tentacles go when they come after the MAGA people. Dan Margino has been warning about this. He said, you're not going to believe what they're working on behind the scenes to come after, to stifle, to stop, to, to censor their enemies leading into the election. They know that they can't, it, it's not an, you know, an open debate, you know, robust debate. People free to speak is not good for the current regime. They need censorship. They need intimidation. And they got it. But if you didn't see this video, we see lots of crime videos. God knows. There was another one yesterday of this young punk just sucker punching this uh, Asian woman on the streets. I think of New York, just knocking her out just for fun on video. I can't imagine how many of these attacks don't end up on camera. But fortunately, at least in the big cities, we have cameras everywhere. And it picks up a lot of this street crime. Hopefully people are waking up to it. They're seeing it. And they're going to vote accordingly. But there was a particularly disturbing video over the weekend in New York. By the way, I haven't even told you this, but I was in New York over the weekend last weekend. It was it was it was a fun time. I like going to New York occasionally. I like just walking around. My wife and daughter went to a play. They went to Moulin Rouge and I had no interest. And you know what I did? Just walked around. I got in my steps and I walked by Trump Tower and I walked by, you know, Fox News and walked by the uh, you know, NBC, big, big sign, Jimmy Fallon is back. And I just wandered around everywhere and uh, didn't see a lot of migrants, at least, you know, busloads of migrants or protests. I think that's more in uh, Staten Island these days or in, in the Bronx or Brooklyn. Uh, I didn't uh, I didn't get mugged. I didn't get shot. I had a good time. I uh, went to the 9-11 Museum which is amazing. If you go to New York, if you haven't seen it yet, get there, just go. It's huge. I didn't think it was that big. It is moving. You get to hear uh, voicemails from people on the plane calling their loved ones, knowing they're about to die. It's just, you get to see all angles, videos from everywhere, interviews from everywhere. The whole story of the, of the terrorists and how they went to flight school and didn't learn how to land. And that's a couple of them were on the terror watch list and they still got on planes and uh, it's disturbing, it's sad, but man, it is a fitting tribute. It is a really, really good take. If you're in New York or anywhere close, 
check out the 9-11 Memorial Museum. I was disappointed. They don't shoot those lights up into the sky every night. They only do it like on 9-11 or maybe on uh, certain occasions, but they don't have those lasers going up into the sky. I wanted to see those, but the, the pools reflecting memorial pools with all the names and they have all the women's names and some of the women were pregnant and they says so-and-so with her unborn child right on the memorial. Ugh. If you, it, you'll just get choked up. It's a great, it is very well done. And uh, I got in, got out. I like going to New York and I like just as much leaving New York. It's kind of like New Orleans or Vegas. You go there, you enjoy it for a couple of days and you get the hell out and uh, hopefully you get out alive and don't, uh, they don't take all your money. This was in Brooklyn. I was in uh, Manhattan when this happened. This was Sunday. This couple went to a wedding. They're heading home. It's really late or early. It's like four in the morning. Uh, the couple is sitting on a bench. I think they were changing from the subway to the train or whatever to on their way home. They look tired. They look worn out. They were at a wedding. It's understandable. Um, we're watching it right now. That is Ryan Carson. He's 32 years old. He's a left-wing activist in New York, a big liberal activist. He and his uh, girlfriend, uh, Claudia Morales, they're on the bench. A young black guy walks by. We found out recently he's an 18-year-old thug criminal. They walk toward him. Then there's a confrontation, if you haven't seen this already. Uh, Ryan Carson tries to calm down the maniac who has a knife about a foot taller than him and he backs up first of all he steps between him and his girlfriend which is good then he backs up the killer comes toward him he trips on the same bench they were sitting on and then this guy plunges a knife the video we're showing we cut that out it's blurred his image is blurred because he's dead on the sidewalk but See, I think I think that was the killer's woman that said that. Go watch him. Go watch him. He says, are you, are you okay? She, so this, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, I mean, it's obviously disturbing. It's sickening. This guy belonged in prison. You will find out he had a rap sheet. They're looking for him. They haven't caught him yet. Um, so he stabs Ryan Carson in the chest, in the heart, kills him. He's only 32 years old. He's from Boston, by the way, moved to New York to work for various public interest groups, a real hardcore leftist environmentalist. Uh, doesn't mean he deserved to die, but his girlfriend, here's where it gets infuriating. Claudia Morales right there leaning over him as we watch. She, she um, survived, even though he spit on her, the killer spit on her. He didn't stab her. He, it was scary. Look for a moment like he would stab her, too. He didn't. So she survived. She's leaning over her boyfriend. Uh, the woman who came into the picture, African-American woman, said, I think she said, she's the one who said, are you okay, correct? I believe right so. Now? Some people thought that Claudia, the girlfriend, was asking the killer if he was okay. I can't believe anyway, that, yeah. Um, and I'm not going to blame her for however she reacted in the moment. I will blame her for this. The girlfriend is not cooperating with police. She doesn't like police. She's Antifa. There's pictures of her all over the internet of her with Antifa with ACAB t-shirts. She set up a GoFundMe. Here, Mark on the comment line has the latest. 63000 All the money's going to her, not to his family or to some charity in his name or 
uh, some of the organizations he worked for, again, li- liberal, active, liberal causes, no, it's going to her. And she is not cooperating with the police. A reporter from the New York Post went to his apartment, which he shared, I think, with a couple of guys. They are not cooperating either. They don't want an arrest. These are whack job liberals in action. And I'm not saying it's their fault. I wouldn't say it's his fault. But what the hell were they thinking? Well, First that- of all, being there at four in the morning. Secondly, walking toward the guy. Why would you see? See, here's here's where the liberal mind turns to mush. They, their brain, yes. their, their minds. A thousand so percent. Open, you know, they're so open minded, their brains fall out. Uh-huh. You're supposed to walk the other way. Exactly. I was going to say the biggest stay out of harm's way, cross the street. The biggest mistake he made is if, when you watch them, um, when they're walking away from the bench, the guy starts freaking out on something at the top right they there. I don't care. I don't care what skin color the guy is. If he's acting like a psycho, he's acting like a psycho. You get out of there, especially when you're with somebody. Think of that. They could have crossed the street, gone yes. the other way, even stayed where they are. They walked toward him. And then he thinks by saying chill, man, chill, that this maniac with a knife is going to chill. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm they glad should. that you put it that way. I wasn't thinking of chilling before, but thank you for telling me. <laughs> here's, what, here's what they should have done. A, not been there, but there, they were at a wedding, whatever. B, walked the other way, walked across the street. And then when they see him the way he is, this maniac with waving the knife, run, run for your life. I understand he might have to stay between his girlfriend and the killer, but the two of them, run the other direction. There's a good chance the killer's not going to chase them and stab them. Maybe he would, maybe he would, but they would have stood a chance. And these people are so insane. They won't do that because that would be racist, right? If you walked across the street or walked the other way, that would be stereotyping this poor young guy, this troubled young man. Instead, the guy's dead. He's 32. If you look here, he's a big whack job liberal, but he seems like a wonderful guy. Everybody's saying, what a great guy he was and, and all the, all the charities he worked for the post reached out to him. They're all saying he was a terrific guy. So he's dead. He's dead because he wanted to be so <laughs> inclusive. Right. If you look here, and, Jerry, and he look how far, look how far up on the sidewalk he is. If you're watching along, he kicks someone or something right there. Scooter. He kicks a scooter. Look how far away they are. Go the other way, cross the street. Right. Instead, they're like, you know we're, we're going to be able to help this guy. Shut up. You know why they didn't? Because they're good liberals. Exactly. That's why they didn't. And if they were life, if they've used their brains, if they if they were smart, they, he would be alive today. She wouldn't have sixty three thousand, which apparently she's got so far. But he would be alive today. And can you imagine the cops show up? I think the other woman that comes in the picture called nine one one. Cops show up. He's dead on the sidewalk with a hole in his heart. They say they want to talk to the girlfriend who's a witness. And she won't cooperate. They haven't Psycho. got the guy yet. Let me ask you this, Claudia. What if the 18 year old punk kills someone else? Because you wouldn't help the cops. He probably what, has. If he's that, that crazy to, if he's that crazy to stab a guy on the sidewalk like that, it's probably not his first. Cops are bastards. She says they're not cooperating with the cops. So what if this punk, he might, maybe he's already killed someone else because you wouldn't help. I mean, I feel bad for Ryan Carson and his family. Um, and maybe the family's up in Boston, but this Claudia clown, this woman, that is, this is just, this is unacceptable. You will not help the cops catch the guy who murdered your boyfriend in front of you for no reason. 
That is insane. That's that's that is modern liberalism. Let's not survive. If we walk the other way, we might survive, but we would be racist. Yeah. Robert's comment. Yeah. Robert's comment here. Better dead than be considered a racist is a joke, but it's actually how they think. <laughs> right. And then they well, or maybe they're so naive. They think, uh, you know, we we work hard for the good, the best causes, liberal causes. We're all for open borders. We're for DEI. You know, this guy, he'll, he'll, he'll feel the vibe from us. Yeah. We're on his side. I was waiting. I tried to, I thought he might say something like that. I'm on your side. He just kept saying, chill, man, chill. And then he tries to run for it, which is the only way he can survive. Uh, I mean, the guy's big, but he doesn't have a knife. Well, it was, uh, there was um, uh, a video from like a year or two ago. There was some BLM uh, parade or march or whatever. And these kids were filming them, giving them thumbs up. And all of a sudden, the, was, the, they start throwing rocks. Out. They start throwing rocks through their windows. And they're like, we're on your side. And I'm like, that's how it yeah, works, I, dude. I tweeted that out last night. It's the greatest. Someone said it's the best thing to happen. The best thing that uh, to come out of the BLM movement. And it's, it's close, man. It's just close. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me send it to you. It is funny. We're on your side. We're on your side. Speaking of BLM. Oh, we got to get to this. Damn. You know what? We got to get to this. Then we got to get to our NFL picks. We'll play the BLM uh, another day. It's funny as hell. The kids up in it probably and give them thumbs up. Yeah. That's exactly the video. I'm, a rock yeah. Through the window. Exactly. Man, the video I'm talking that? about. <laughs> that's the exact one. Do that? Uh, <laughs> but uh, a new special. Uh, let me, uh, let me do. Uh, no, I'll do this. Then yeah. we'll do Shay. Then we'll get to Montante. Um, ESPN's new, uh, um, whatever he is, chief executive officer, Bob Iger, he's back. And one of the first thing he said when he came back, he says, we're going to stay out of the culture wars. He got it. He learned his lesson from, uh, Ron DeSantis. And, uh, so they want less politics and uh, more sports. Uh, well, that didn't last. If you haven't heard, and, uh, most people didn't hear, they really didn't. I didn't hear about this until this week and it's been out for a couple of weeks espn has a new i want to get the exact name of it a new somehow bomani jones is associated with it probably it's it's a new uh series i guess you'd call it uh i think it's six part series on espn plus it's called skin in the game white people uh Five episodes are available on ESPN's streaming platform. Apparently, no one's actually watched it, but this is almost a parody. It's uh, the the according to the ESPN press release, quote: "The series delves into and challenges racism in the sports world, and reveal and will reveal how pervasive racism is in sports while challenging the thoughts and systems of various governing bodies." Gee, let me guess. Not enough black coaches in the NFL. Not enough black commentators or play-by-play guys. Um, I'm sorry. This is one of the greatest examples of we. Uh, there's just not enough racism. The demand exceeds the supply. They're looking for it. They're they're creating it. Um, the guy uh, essentially hosting this series, Ibrahim Kindi. Good timing, ESPN. This thing came out the same week. It was revealed that Kindi's program at BU was one big scam. He took in $43 million, including 10 million from uh, Jack Dorsey. And uh, they don't know where the money is. They've laid off half the staff and they've produced virtually no research. It's a huge scam operating out of the offices 
at Boston University. And uh, um, ESPN apparently didn't uh, seem to have a problem with that. Uh, yeah, this, this story broke September 21st. You know when the special started on ESPN? September 20th. <laughs> just in case you didn't, just in case you didn't think it was just <laughs> repulsive enough. Uh, the, the press release says the ESPN um, series will feature, among others, Jamel Hill and Howard Bryant. Ooh. Jamel Hill, just two of the biggest race baiters in, in, in media. Howard Bryant, as we know, allegedly smacked his wife around in front of his kids and in front of at least four witnesses. Um, that's a guy who's going to be uh, up on the uh, high horse telling you about racism in, uh, oh, is this, do you have that? Uh, Kindy, Kindy tweeted out. Oh God. Kindy tweeted out a, uh, uh, promo thing for the, uh, special, uh, including, uh, Jamel Hill talking about Jamel Hill who has parlayed whatever her limited talent. She's a lousy writer. She failed on ESPN. She's made a fortune and she just keeps falling up. It's amazing. Who wants to see this? I mean, this is the most tone deaf thing. People are tired of this. They're just tired of it. Yeah. I got the, uh, I have the 30 second trailer here for it. Okay, let's watch the trail. I'm sure it's, um, this is about all I can handle is 30 seconds. Yeah, it's not infuriating at all. The intellect that's associated with being great is rarely attached to a black athlete. You better perform without Crap. any complaints. I am Dr. Ibram X. Kendi. I'm known as a scholar and anti-racist author. I spoke to athletes and experts to explore issues at the intersection of race, sports, and society today. They want black faces. But they don't necessarily want black stories. It's up to all of us to confront the racism in society and our favorite sports because we all have skin in the game. The most racist joke in sports is about white cornerbacks. So I don't want to hear any of this crap. It's unbelievable. Or whatever, white basketball players or white running backs. Christian McCaffrey. You know, everyone's, oh, white running. Can you believe it? He's a unicorn. Um, and we've seen this, this plenty of black faces in media. Everybody ESPN hires these days is black or, uh, you know, and usually a woman. Uh, there's just, they're just making this up and they're featuring a guy who just scammed, uh, donate, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, people, the school and, uh, don't people making donations, donors out of millions and created nothing. He was a nobody. Henry Rogers was his name. He was a mediocre, you know, nobody professor at some state school. And he came up with a great grift. You know, let's go all into this anti-racist thing. And then the George Floyd happened and it just took off. Now he gets like 20 grand to speak <laughs> about racist babies. I mean, he's just another flim flam man. And, but ESPN doesn't care. They are just pandering their ass off. I will just predict the numbers for that will be lower than whale Brutal. excrement. It'll be lower than Pamani Jones's show on HBO. And you know, White won't people? matter. They'll just light the money on fire as long as they can virtue signal. It's embarrassing. All right. We got to move here. We got to get to Montante. Do you have that? In case, in case you were up in the air, in case you were torn. I know a lot of people uh, are, are unsure of where they've come down on the uh, Matt Gates versus Kevin McCarthy battle. Uh, I was, I was a little confused by it all and wasn't sure how I felt. Lots of people were. I, I know now I'm all in on Matt Gates. And uh, the thing that put me over the edge was listening to Mitch McConnell yesterday. Just listen and watch 
this pathetic, decrepit cadaver who's a sitting senator, he's the minority leader, and he just doesn't have the human dignity to step down, to go away. Here's your next dying Feinstein. Again, it doesn't matter. We know the rules in Kentucky, I believe, are still in place where they will have to choose a Republican. The, the Republicans will give the governor, who's a Democrat, three names, and he has to pick one. So it'll be a Republican. So the business of, you know, it doesn't change the dynamic in the Senate, but he just can't give it up because he's a narcissist. And he thinks he just right. is drunk on power. Plus, he's gotten rich while be serving in the Senate. Anyway, he's not happy that uh, people actually held Kevin McCarthy to his word and gave him the boot when he lied to them. Go ahead. I'd like to start by thanking Speaker McCarthy for his service. Uh, we had a great personal relationship. Having another stroke. Trying to lead to, yes, to very different uh, parts of the American government. Um, I think he has much to be uh, proud of. Um, we avoided a government shutdown. Who cares? We did the inevitable with regard <laughs> to the debt ceiling. And I'm one person who's extremely grateful for his service. <clears throat> I have no advice to give uh, to House Republicans except one. I hope whoever the next speaker is gets rid of the motion to vacate. I think it makes the speaker's job impossible. And it's Americans not going to expect us to It's not going to happen. No. See, what, if you get rid of the motion to vacate, that means you can lie to your members. It means you won't be held responsible for anything oh, that you do. We, we wouldn't want that accountability. Yeah. He doesn't want that. You know, he doesn't care about voting. Mean, I've never seen anyone with such contempt for the voters. This is a man who represents Kentucky and said the number one priority in this country is Ukraine. Do you think a lot of Kentuckians feel that way? He doesn't care. His donors feel that way. Raytheon and Lockheed Martin feel that way. Yeah. Lobbyists feel that way. People in Kentucky could give a damn about Ukraine, just like people around the country. That's coming to a head, man. That is coming to a boiling point. You got permanent Washington all in on Ukraine. Biden's about to make a big speech explaining why we have to continue to piss away billions on Ukraine. And everyone else, and most people working, making a living, trying to make a living in this country are looking and saying, I don't care. I don't know right. where it is. I don't care about Ukraine anymore. Leave me alone. Let's worry about our border, not theirs. Anyway, that uh, that doesn't convince you that that uh, Gates did the right thing. Nothing will. All right, we're gonna move. Let's get to uh, let's get to our NFL picks with Montante. Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, 
Shea will deliver a turnkey insulation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to SheaConcrete.com. Get me back there for that compelling uh, Mitch McConnell sound, huh? Are we, are we ready? <laughs> yeah, we're ready. We're ready. Let's uh, let's go over the record real. Uh, right there he is, my, our, our man Montante. Hold on, Montante. You you in here? You we have to the sponsors. By, you are sponsored by My Pillow. Go to mypillow.com. Use code word Jerry. See, Montante would be too hard to spell. Jerry G E R R Y for huge discounts. For example, the standard my pillow, which normally sells for sixty nine ninety eight, is only nineteen ninety eight with code word Jerry. And check out the slippers; I'm wearing them right now. Great slippers at mypillow.com. All right, Montante, we don't have to go over the numbers. We don't have to go over last week. Last week was a long time ago. We can move on, right? Oh, I'm saying the all oh, yeah. Last week, yeah, not good, not good. I was the only one winning record. I'm eight eleven. Jerry and Craig tied at seven and twelve. It's been a rough season so far. It has been a rough season, but before we get to the picks, I'm going to tell you who I'm, I'm the, the Jerry game. I'm, I'm picking the jets. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why I am fascinated by your team. I can't decide whether they're going to go 10 and seven or, you know, six and 11. I can't, I, they're good. The quarterback, wow. it's all about the quarterback and the coach. And uh, the last week was one of the most shocking things I've ever seen. And I'm not kidding. I'm telling you, it, it was Bucks, Buster Douglas level, you know, Villanova, Villanova Georgetown level shock to me to watch Zach Wilson flip that switch and become Aaron Rodgers and almost pull out the upset of the year. Are you hopeful going forward as a real genuine Jets fan? My brain is so broken. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to think. I don't know where I am. I don't know my middle name anymore. Uh, I was listening. I was driving back from uh, from Massachusetts last week, and I, once I got into Connecticut, I picked up New York radio signal, and they were talking about how they're going to let loose this make or break game for Wilson, and so I, I started to believe the hype, and then he just went out there, and he was unbelievable. It was remarkable. Shocking. It was it was he was making throws. It's like where has this been? I don't know what the it's. You'll know within the first quarter if Zach Wilson is going to give you three points or give you thirty. I don't know, but I think right but- now I think I'm back in. I didn't think it was possible because it was the brain, you know, it was the decision-making. Obviously, he's got a good arm, good athlete, looks good. But the brain, I didn't seem like it was good good enough to play quarterback in the NFL. And then halfway through, whatever, the second quarter, he just starts making these great decisions, looking guys off, throwing it right on a, on a dime. And I'm saying, what the hell happened here? If he's like that like this week or the rest of you guys are in the hunt, in the playoff hunt, you are – a good team. Yeah, and it helps when you have, you know, some stinkers in that division now, like uh the Pats. <laughs> we'll uh we'll, we'll well get we'll get to that. After last week I said it looks like the Patriots have the worst quarterback and the worst team in the division. Ooh. And all our doesn't good help, players are hurt. Now. With, uh, yeah. yeah, it doesn't help with Gonzalez. That injury looked it looked not great, but I didn't think he'd be out for the year. That's that's a tough blow. That kid is un unbelievable. Judon's yeah, gonna lost. possibly be out for the year too. They lost their two best defensive players. They're gone. That's why they're only, uh, are they? They uh, are giving point? a single point, a single point at, at home, home against a lousy Saints team, and they're giving a single point. You want to start with that? Oh, let, you go ahead. Start with tonight. 
So did you? So I'm, you got me confused, Jer. I'm not Mitch McConnell confused. But I'm still a little confused. So did you already give out the that you're you're on the Jets uh, plus one and a half? Yeah, that's my game. Yep. Uh, so I am going to be on Denver uh, minus one and a half. Uh, if you've watched Denver at all this year, they stink. I mean, they completed that comeback last week, but I think America is still sold on um, the story that uh, a Russell stinks and the B that we might have a second coming of. Um, of this kid actually being good. So the number is a little strange to me because the Denver defense is absolutely horrid. So the number is telling me that they want me to take the jets. So I won't, I'll go Denver minus one and a half. I will go jets. Ironhead. I'm also going to go Denver because I just can't stomach picking the jets right now. Not yet. Yeah, I don't care about Denver either. And they stink. They, they're terrible. It's the big Nathaniel Hackett game. They're going to win it for Nathaniel Ru- Hackett. Russ is going to have four danger, which is the right before the game. And he's going to kill him. Oh my god, that story did get buried. But how about um, who was was that Harrison the other day? Your old safety making an absolute ass of himself. Right. That was game? the worst. He's one of my that favorite looked- players of all time. That was a terrible. Why did he do that? By the way, Chris Jones gave him three outs. Three to, like, outs. Stop asking the question. He's like, "Are you sure he doesn't suck?" It's like, "All right, Harrison go to the next was, thing." Jeez. And that was after the game, right? Yeah. Yeah, after he played pretty after well. After that game, he called him garbage. It was like he didn't watch the game. I mean, I understand yes, before the game, and he just wanted Chris Jones to stay, to agree with him. And Chris Jones is looking at him going, did you just see what he did? He almost beat us. He's the he best Patriot safety of all time. But yeah, I'm just going to. Very strange game. But let's get, tonight's game is an absolute terrible game. I've had people texting me complaining about it. And I have to remind everybody, bad football is better than no football. Okay, so right. you'll take this. Don't take this game for granted. Okay, so please don't. We have the Bears heading into Washington to play the Redskins. Redskins giving six points. Um, a little slack. I think the lines. I think the lines fair. Uh, neither trends look, really look great. I, I may be wrong on saying uh, MVP is going to be Justin Fields, although he's starting to play like a human being. So <laughs> my instinct is to back up my MVP pick uh, preseason, but I'm not going to do it. The Bears are 0-6 and won the last seven against the spread. The Redskins are three and six against the spread the last nine, so slightly better, not by much. Uh, I'm gonna hold my nose and lay the points. Washington what, minus six. What a dog crap game! I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to find Amazon Prime tonight. I tell you, it's not worth it. I hate the. I, I've never liked the Bears. I hate Ron Rivera for what he did to his uh, defensive coordinator. Um, screw him. Uh, although Rio. I will agree. I will agree with you. It's impossible to pick the Bears at this point. I'm going with the Redskins. Yeah, it's going to be uh, all of us on the same boat then because oh, they stink. <laughs> I'm not as much of a curse this year as I was last year. The only Very thing I've tight. truly cursed was picking yeah. Aaron well, Rodgers. The, the, only, the only game that we all agreed with last week was Jerry's game of the week. Thank God he's off the uh, his, his little you know fetish with the, uh, the Dolphins. But we were we were slightly <laughs> wrong on that one. <laughs> just, just missed. All right, this is uh, New Orleans at New England. Yeah, New Orleans. So it's pretty much a pick them. Uh, New England giving a single point. Pats have absolutely no momentum. Uh, the best players are sidelined for the year. And then you look at that and you just look at the quarterback matchup. They, Carr is so much better, so much better than Mac Jones. And then you look at the numbers. New England, one and seven against the spread. The last eight, New Orleans, eight and three against the spread. The last 11 against the Patriots, which is pretty crazy considering how good those Patriot teams were. So I'll take the one point. Thanks for giving it to me. New Orleans, no brainer here. Plus one. Uh, New Orleans is two and two. They've lost two straight and they have scored 20 points once this year. I believe it was exactly 20. 
They have yet to score more than 20 points. That's how good. And I know Derek Carr's hurt and Kamara's been hurt, but Patriots are so desperate. I don't know. Maybe I've just watched them too long. It seems impossible that they could blow this game and go to one and uh, what are they now? One and three? One and four, just be out of the race in the first week of October. doesn't seem possible. I will take a desperate Patriots team. Uh, I'm going to be at this game. So I'm going to go with the Saints because that's just how my luck is. And I know we don't do overs, but I would hammer the crap no, out no, of you. No, 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 no. You would hammer the over? Yes. Uh, Jerry, Jerry, you're, you're no, leaning team, into this. I just explained to you, they, they they just scored, what was it, nine points at home against uh, Tampa? Everything good about the Patriots' defense is gone. This game's going to be 38 to 10. That's going to be the final. Jerry, 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 you're like you're like, a, you're like a father who enables the you know his drug addict son. I I tried to take the heroin away from Craig, and you give right. Don't no overtalk. No, no overtalk. It doesn't count. I just wanted to talk about it, but it doesn't he's count. Smart, he's the smartest guy I know. But Saints, uh, uh, Saints yeah. plus one easily. <laughs> Good reference there, Jerry. Uh, uh, Green Bay Packers. Packers giving a point traveling to Las Vegas. Uh, Packers are one of those teams. So are the Raiders, actually, in a way where they just have fans no matter where you go. Um, so I think that's going to be a big destination. Vegas is slightly different than uh, downtown Green Bay, uh, for what it's worth. I need you look at the uh, the QB matchup. You have Jordan Love, who actually not, he doesn't really flash, but I, I don't hate him, uh, versus the kid O'Connell from Purdue, the rookie. Uh, I'm going to take Green Bay. I'll lay the point. I think the quarterback matchup, like I said, is, is just really leaning Green Bay's favor. And then you look at the numbers, Green Bay 7-2 and two against the spread the last nine. And then Green Bay straight up, which is pretty much a pick right here, 8-0 straight up last times against the Raiders. Give me Green Bay laying one. I will go with Green Bay as well. I had terrible loss, as uh, we all recall, uh, on Thursday night. Have a nice long break. And uh, I like their – I'm with you. I always look at QBs. Everybody looks at QBs. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with their guy. Green Bay giving one? Yeah, no, no. They're, yeah, they're giving one in, in Vegas. They're giving one on the road. Whatever. I'll, I, I can't pick the Raiders. I'm going with Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay for the exact same oh. reason. I know. Oh. I know. Gave it, it a shot. Now, this game you're going to okay, hate. Hold on. What? Hold on. What? I need to know the mindset, the the, the thought process. Oh. Where you get to pick four games, and this is one of them? <laughs> <laughs> it's always one. Listen, Jonathan Taylor's back. Is that, does that excite you? Does that do anything for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about a Colts running back. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, that does nothing for you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Okay, well, I like I have a good feel on this game, so I'll go last on this because because I want to see how how do you hype yourself up for this game. I'll go last. I'll let you. I couldn't it. even read about it; it was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know the only notable thing was the return of Jonathan Taylor. I can't. I don't like watching Tennessee games. I never have. I don't like teams with a running back, the big bruising running backs, the best player. It's just boring. But I guess I'll take the home team when the Jonathan Taylor team. I'll take the Colts. Uh, yeah, I, I almost feel like that's a trap, though. I feel like the Colts is a trap, so I'm going to go with the Titans. Yeah, I, I agree, Ironhead. I have a, I have a, my best friend is a uh, Titans fan, so anytime we go to the bar, he has to have his little designated TV for the Titans. I hate the Titans. They're terrible to watch, right. but they're good to bet on. They're going to control the clock, and I, though I love the rookie quarterback, Richardson, from Indianapolis, I love him. He's exciting to watch. I think he'll try to do a little too much, turn the ball over once or twice. Tennessee wins this game probably in a, in a thrilling 13-10. to 10. So I'll delay the one and a half, and I feel pretty confident about it. My favorite uh, video of the week was uh, some woman, Colts fan, tweeted a picture of our video of her father as 
the last thing she did with him was watch the draft. Father was like 90 years old and they draft Anthony Richardson and he jumps out of his chair and he's cheering. And she saw like one of his last fun moments or joy, joyful moments. And then he died. And then Anthony Richardson reached out to the woman said, glad I could give him a moment of joy before he passed my condolences. Very cool. I like that. If you told me that story before the game, I probably would have picked the Colts. That so that's why I'm picking them. Because the QB, their young QB, seems like a decent guy. Better analysis than anything Craig's ever given, so <laughs> I, I appreciate that. No, no, my analysis was strictly on the line. No, what was it? You're going to the game, so your luck means the Saints are going to win? Yeah. That's what you're basing on, your luck. Yes. Yep. Gotcha. Strictly, I'm going to go there. I'm like, yeah, let's have a good time. Let's watch the Patriots. They're going to get smoked. I'm going to be able to leave in the third quarter. All right, cool. All right, Montate, are you a McCarthy or a Gates guy? What is it? Make a pick. Uh, I am, well, I don't like either, to be honest with you. Me We're going to end up with Liz Cheney. This is going to blow up in our face. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's aware of that, right? Do we know that? We want, we want Byron Donalds. We're going to end up with Liz Cheney. I'm pretty much sure of it. See, you got a roof for chaos, though. You're a chaos guy like I am, I am. right? You like chaos. Yes, absolutely. Good. Gates Gates is an, is an absolute. Can you say dickhead? He is a dickhead. I don't sure. like Gates. He's one of I our dickheads, you. so we need him. He's a fighter. But I heard he's an absolute D-bag behind the scenes. I think he is too, but I like him because he's on our side. All the other D-bags are on their side. He's we, a yeah, he's a sure. he's a wear a sport coat guy with khaki shorts and flip-flops. Can't trust him. He definitely is. Definitely is. And yeah. And that whole story that went away, that whole that old that story never got enough play. Very strange. Remember, do you know what story I'm alluding to? Yeah, it was a setup. He he was exonerated. You know, he's I mean Montante Montante, you know if there was any truth to that story, it would have been plastered everywhere. Well, He'd say, all right, you know, I can bring you guys down with me. They're all, all the Democrats do. They're a bunch of pedophiles. But it wouldn't stick. It wouldn't stick. But you're right. You know what? It's not dead yet. They're going to come after him. I said that yesterday with all, everything they got, they're going to try to destroy Matt Gates. If he's dirty at all, they'll be, they'll, we'll we'll know all about it. He would have been toast years ago when it came out, if it was real. Did you guys break down the uh, Ilhan Omar staring at his ass? No, but. I did it on my own. <laughs> oh my god! What a, what a, what a yeah. remarkable! Like it's his, you know, it's like it's her brother. But all right, gentlemen, I'll see you. Uh, see you this time next week. All right, Montante. Thanks. That is our uh, resident degenerate, Montante, with his uh, weekly NFL picks. He's good at it. He's better than us. Better than we. But uh, maybe we'll catch him this week. All right, that will do it for today. For this Thursday, thanks to everyone for uh, listening. For uh, for commenting. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. God save the queen, man. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.